Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 we're back, we're black, we're brown, ambition. Hey, Mandra. Yes to this shirt. It's a dress. I was going to say, is this a frock? It's a frock. It's a frock and a half, for frock's okay. sake. Um, this is from <laughs> <Yeah>. the Target. <laughs> oh, I'm so punny. Is it the Tabitha yeah. line? No, not Tabitha. Oh. Right. No, no, no. Not Tab's line. This is okay. from one of their capsule collections. It's a black designer. Okay. I want to say his first name is Chris. Oh. Okay. But every once in a while, I see a beautiful black woman in the wilderness wearing this shirt. And I, yes! I just dress. And I just want to be like, Target, no. But it's just, no one wants you to just run up on them and <laughs> talk about Target. It's really um, cute. The frock is frocky. Thank you. Thank you very You're much. Welcome. You know, I do what I can. I do what I can. <laughs> How are you doing on this Monday? I'm doing pretty good. Actually, I had therapy this morning, so I was like, you know, sometimes I'd be like, oh, I don't wanna, but it was good. Like, it was always good, honestly. Dr. Green is always amazing, but you know, sometimes you just don't feel like dealing with like, like the stuff you have to deal with. My therapist called me out. She's like, if you're going to cancel the night before, you know, let's, let's, let's make this a 24 hour in advance thing. Cause I'd be like, Mike, I don't think I'm going to want to talk tomorrow. Yeah. She called me out. (laughs) Sorry, Dr. Laura. <laughs> no, it just was like, yeah. Because sometimes, and I honestly was thinking, I'm like, maybe I should cancel. I'm like, do you want to cancel? Why? Why? You just don't feel like talking and dealing with the real, the real deal. It's okay to yeah. say it, but you're not canceling. And I didn't, and I'm glad that I didn't because, you know, really, a really good therapist gives you something to think about and said, huh, I never thought about it that way. For sure. But it's like, we don't want to save money. Sometimes I want to like go to brunch and not save money. And then I'm like, that's the therapy financial emergency fund thing. Like, <laughs> Therapy is the emergency fund for your yes, brain. It is. Do your tithing, do your contributions, show mm-hmm. up if you don't want to show up. But yes. Thank you for that transparent moment. No, no problem. I've been in so. a this has been a, a day of sewing for me, man. S O W. Whenever I like have a really Oh sewing. No, S O W. I was like, let me find out man to be here with the needle and thread. <laughs> With whose free time? Nah. Um, no, just whenever I have a busy day now, I go back to that analogy of like, you're in your season of sewing mm. that you talked about before. And I'm like, this yep. is, a t- I was sewing today. So, okay. so just a bunch of, bunch of stuff, but exciting stuff. I had to look at my um, calendar and I do like a pep talk for myself. Like, okay, we can get through this. Also, let's look at the meeting. This is exciting stuff. This is like mm-hmm. interesting stuff, you know. But you reminded me that I didn't even remember today was a, a holiday. It was Amazon stock split day. Girl. Okay, the girls are going <laughs> up in the in the, um, in the the um group chat. 
So I have a group chat I'm with my sisters. I'm not in any good group chats. <laughs> well, it's just me and my sisters, girl. Like, you know, if we don't keep it, like, it's literally just me and my four sisters. And so my sister, Karen, was like, um, don't forget, today Amazon had their stock split. Um, what is it, 20 to 1? It's mm-hmm. huge. So you can yes. get a share of Amazon. Right, I mean, this is Monday. We're taping this. And obviously, yes. stocks change. But what's it at? Like 120s, one something right now? Yeah, like 124. Well, I mean, well, yeah, in the 120s, because to your point, it is my, and who even knows, it, it's literally like fluctuating all over. But maybe we should explain what a stock split is. Can you explain it? Because I feel like I don't always understand entirely, other than it's just like, oh, it's more affordable for people. Yeah. So it, it's not it's that not less you're, than a no, real you're not getting share. less money or more money. Yeah. It's literally, let's just say you have a two to one stock split. And you have $100 worth of stock of like, we're just saying, you know, Brown ambition stock because why not, right? Yeah. So one day. if one hundred, if if one stock you have one stock of Brown ambition is worth a hundred dollars, if we did a two to one stock um, split, then you would have two stocks each worth fifty dollars a piece. So you still own a hundred dollars worth of stock. It's just split yeah. into two separate sections. So there's two reasons. Well, a couple of reasons why companies like to do this is that one, one Amazon was in the thousands. I can't remember mm-hmm. what it was, and I should have checked, but what it was before the two to one, um, the twenty to one stock split, it was literally five figures for one Amazon stock, which is a lot of money, right? And so one of the reasons why they do a stock split is that now people who could not afford, mostly everybody, you know, to buy stock for a thousand dollars plus, can most more likely afford to buy stock, you know, for a hundred and twenty something dollars. So you're not getting like a bigger piece of the company. It's basically just like you're getting a fractional share, you know, of this company, you know, so that's one. And then two, what it allows is that if more people, you know, how stocks and and anything that you sell works is that the higher the demand, the more valuable a thing becomes. Now, people who normally were like, I can't buy Amazon are rushing to buy Amazon. And the hope is that the stock will go back up and creep back up from 120 something to 200 to 300 to, and beyond. Yeah. So Amazon is going to be worth more money in the end and like, you'll be to be able to get in on the groundish level. Yeah. It's like giving everyone another shot. Yes, exactly. Literally. It's like, so yeah. So, you know, that's obviously you, you have to do your homework. We are not here to say go buy Amazon. Um, mm-hmm. That's not what this is at all. It's just to know that there is a stock split. And at the very least, it's a great opportunity for you to do a little studying and say, oh, yeah. let me see how, to, you know, this is cute. So it's mm-hmm. one twenty something today. So if we say this is Monday, the, what is it? The 6th, Mandy? Monday the 6th. Yes, ma'am. Right. So June, Monday, the 6th, 2020. By the time you listen to this, where's the stock now? As a matter of fact, why don't you tweet us? You know, we could use some tweets. Yeah. Just be like, hey, <laughs> the stock price is this today at... At, um, what is it, the BA podcast on Twitter? At the BA podcast. Mm-hmm. And so why don't you tweet us and say, to you know, the stock price when I when I check today is dot, dot, dot. Matter of fact, let's mark the time exactly what it is because I think that'll be really interesting to say, like, you know, day to day what the stock is looking like because we get to practice, like, understanding, like, um, you know, how stocks go up and down. Let me see. Amazon. Well, actually, it's called Alphabet. It's not Amazon. Wait, No. That's Google. You're no, no, that's of. Google. Look at me. Meanwhile, girl, I'm like, let me make sure I actually bought Amazon. Wouldn't that be crazy yeah. if I bought... Um... <laughs> Please, Tiff. Wait, who's the sister who helps you have her look Carol? over your work before you press Yeah, it's like, can you look at my work? <laughs> so it is $125, $125.40. 
That's what it is right now, $125.40. Let us know the day you listen, whatever day you're listening, say, I just checked Amazon and it's now currently this. I think that'll be exciting to see like the the shift. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this is, I will tell y'all point blank, I am not the one to give you specific stock advice. I'm Mm -hmm. the dumb dumb who bought Peloton like in the (laughs) pandemic. And because, you know, we had um, Terry on, um, Terry Igioma uh, from, shoot, what's her name? Trade and Travel. We had mm-hmm. her on and we I got so excited and and she's like again and again if you don't you're not don't don't trade stocks without having a plan and how important your plan mm-hmm. is and all that kind of stuff. I never had no plan. It was very apparent to me. I still have those shares of Peloton that are probably worth like, I don't know, four dusty fruit loops from the, the bottom <laughs> of my purse right now. <laughs> That's probably what they're worth. Yeah, I'm still an index. I'm I'm in a I'm an index fund gal, but mm-hmm. I am like to your point, I'm I I feel like at a certain point, I will be ready. I'll be ready to put together a plan. I need to like get my crap together. But in the meantime, yeah. I will watch you spend your money. It sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, because honestly, the last time I purchased a stock split, let me see what it was. It did really well because I listened to, you know, my guru, aka Carol. Yes. Um, <laughs> I was like, I always ask Carol, what, so what do you do? Tesla Are, the last stock split? What? Yeah, it was Tesla and also, was it Google? It might it have been was, Google. Let me see. Yes. I'm like, how do I even yeah. check? I'm such a... Ooh, but it Tesla. was honestly, I'm good not going to... Well, it, it didn't do, you know, like, I mean, obviously everything is down now, but I had purchased yeah. Tesla. Yeah. So when I purchased Tesla, it was, they had a stock split and it was still pretty pricey. It was $444.89 when I purchased Tesla during their stock split. And now Tesla is $710. You know, because Tesla's on the up and up. We'll see. Because, you know, Elon just be talking all that mess on Twitter. They so have been on the down and down. <laughs> I mean, but down. I will say because I purchased it during the stock split, you know, like basically it's back yeah. where it was before. And then at the time, it was something else. It wasn't Amazon. It was, oh, it was Apple. Apple did mm. a stock split around the same time. And I purchased Apple at that time for 127 And now Apple is 145 so not a tremendous jump up, but still. Yeah. So, but I because like at Apple. the time I could not have afforded whatever Apple was at that time. I think the Apple was four to one, and I want to say Tesla was two to one. Um, then they split basically like you know the stock split was half and half. I think, and I think you know Amazon was like I mean, not Amazon. Um, uh, Apple was four to one. So yeah. So w- yeah. the thing I like about stock splits is that most financial folks will tell you that typically a a, a company is going to split stocks only when they're feeling optimistic because you mm. usually don't find failing companies do so. So it, it might be an indication that they're feeling like things are going good. Maybe they have something new that's coming out and, you know, so it's a, but here's the thing, like we know how men are with their optimism. That doesn't necessarily mean anything just because someone is optimistic, but just keep that in mind that like, you know, someone, a company can feel optimistic, but that doesn't mean that it ends up panning out. But just know that usually it's a sign of optimism, which might be a sign that the company is is feeling strong and good. Yeah, I love that. And thanks for reminding me that there's a bright side. I did get some Apple stock in my husband and we got Apple and some Tezzy, even though, oh, Tesla, oh, Elon <laughs> Musk, I just want, just let me enjoy my car. Just let me enjoy my good contribution to the environment and feel smug at stoplights when people try to race me and I beat them every time because that car is damn fast. But Elon is, ugh, I don't, I can't even keep track of the BSery Girl. coming out of his 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 world, his tweets. 
So for the, and for those of y'all who 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 have, I think we've every time we kind of mention Tesla every once in a while, I'll get like a DM um, to Brian Ambition podcast on IG plug about the fact that the company has been accused of racism um, in yes. a couple of ways. So they've been hit with like several dis- discrimination lawsuits mm-hmm. um, and even potentially being flagged by the whole state of California for, mm. you know, and they're, I don't know what the state, what the status is of that, but it's some problems over there. And that was like back in February, 2022, just that's when, but then when it came to light, basically mm-hmm. when it came to light, yes, of course. So this has been the experience of workers potentially for years. Yeah. Um, but then he's just like trying to buy Twitter. And then the, the, what pissed me off the most was last week when he sent out the, was it a tweet or an email? That his staff has, he's like, get back to the office or else. Minimum of 40 hours per week. And what would he, he said something about like. He said, or pretend to work someplace else. Yeah. Which I'm like, what a douche. While you pretend to work while you're just tweeting out of your anus. Girl. Like, (laughs) uh, I don't want to get back my Tesla, y'all. Do I have to? (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's just like, I feel like another toxic when you get when you create these deities, these demigods, mm-hmm. I feel like in the corporate world, this is what happens. And I mean, you've got Jeff Bezos flying off on a dick shaped rocket to the moon, I mean, you know, spending billions of dollars on it. And now you've got Musk swinging it around on the Internet and just making a fool of himself. And we sort of give them these platforms to do it on, you know, by just treating them like they are. Yeah. Deities on this earth. Um, mm-hmm. And we create these giants and then they get to swing and do whatever they want to do yeah, and cause mm-hmm. chaos and create turmoil. And, you know, I think we're reaping what we sow again. Yeah. Honestly, I, I my husband for buying his memoir. <laughs> oh, he bought um, Elon Musk has a memoir. All right. That's not entirely true. I bought him the <laughs> memoir for his birthday. But here's the thing. You can learn. Again, I'm part of the problem. <laughs> no, you can learn. From different people. I don't even, you know, there's a lot of business men and women who I might not agree with all their philosophy or whatever, but there's something to still be learned. Sometimes it's to learn how not to do that and how not to be that way. Mm. Um, so that I don't think like, you know, that's, and you're right. You know, when you have wealth and power, you know, the rules don't apply. I remember uh, reading an article about um, this person became a wealth planner on purpose just to see the privilege that the, the uber wealthy have. So he became like, you know, a wealth planner. And sometimes they like, he said, he remembers like one of his first weeks on the job, his boss was like, we have to fly to Switzerland to meet with one of our clients. You can come with us so you can see how, you know, we interact. And he gets to the private plane. That's what they're flying out of. He said, oh my God, I forgot my passport. I have to run back home. And his boss was like, you don't, you don't need it. He's like, no, no, but we're flying to Switzerland. I need my passport. And he was like, no. You don't need it. You'll see. There's no checks, no balances, no nothing. They landed. Nobody asked for his passport. Nobody asked for anything. The rules don't apply to the Uber. Can you imagine flying mm-hmm. to a whole other country from the United States and flying back and not being asked for your passport? All these arbitrary rules they come up with for us, they don't apply to the Uber wealthy. And that's why you see them behave like children because it's like, you know, your two-year-old is like, the rules don't apply. Sis, who are you talking to? I run this. You know, yeah. like children don't have the same rules as adults do, and they therefore they act out. But they're children, and I feel like people are some some of these uber wealthy folks are out of um out of touch the way regular people have to navigate life, and so they think that they can say whatever, and it changes mm-hmm. literally the landscape 
of the economy. Like Elon Musk t- can tweet something about, remember he tweeted a thing about like Dogecoin or he sent us something on SNL about Doge, Dogecoin and it's, which is a cryptocurrency and it it's, and made that coin shoot up in value. Yeah. And so, and he doesn't care. He thinks it's funny. And which so, yeah. Which gives his ego yes. a high. He also mm-hmm. has this thing about, um, and there is something that I learned about Elon. Actually, I learned from him that to to point. But he has this this feeling. You can tell from what he says that he has this moral high ground because he's created yes. Tesla, which is an electronic electric vehicle and like solar panels, and you know has done so much for climate change. And he he pitched a hissy fit on Twitter because have you heard of socially responsible investing um, or ESGs? And envi- wait. What does it stand for? ESG funds. Mm-hmm. So there are yeah. these this yeah this class of we got uh, when we opened Rio's brokerage for brokerage account we gave him a socially responsible like ESG I think we invested in him in that particular fund and it's basically like we talk about index funds and ETFs which are basically like a little menu of co- not a little but sometimes they can be every company or the top five hundred companies um, with ETFs it can be tied to a certain sector. So with ESG funds, you have um, you have investment firms trying to come up with like a list of companies who have socially responsible policies, good environmental impact, you know, are basically have some kind of like moral fiber and goodness mm. about them. And it's all very arbitrary. And there's been um, controversy about them in the past. Like, is this actually a smart way to invest? Like, do these companies actually perform better and as investors you know, who want to feel good about what they're buying, like me, I want to get my son something that I can be proud of. And I just kind of blindly say, oh, this must be the good companies to invest in. But, you know, it's actually been found that they don't perform like these actual funds are not now that we have some historical data are not performing Mm -hmm. that great um, compared to other even potentially lower cost, lower fee funds. And I did learn that because Eli pitched a hissy fit because Tesla got kicked out of one Mm -hmm. of these funds. Um, And that's what it's like, just because your, your product does some good. I feel Mm -hmm. like the, the, the idea that now you are not responsible for what happens at the company that creates your product. That to me is where we need to hold them accountable. Yes. Um, So I'll be very, very interested and I will be watching and I may hit the refund button or exchange button on the car. Who knows? Depending on how these lawsuits turn out. Yeah. Um, because that's just not, I don't, I don't want to condone that in no good. No good. Oh, I, I do have like a little update. Cause a few of you hit me up. I had like the last of my calls with like some of my former employees and they just went really well. I have to say, oh, I have to say, okay. Yeah. So it just, you know, it was like, it was hard for sure, but ultimately, you know, when, that's one of the things I'm learning with Dr. Green is like, girl, say the hard thing now, sis, so you can live, you mm. know? Because I walk around like, is it? Have you ever watched Charlie Brown? I mean, I'm familiar. I know, right? There's like, there's one character. Snoopy. Is that Linus? There's a character that walks around with like a cloud over his head. I don't know the character. <laughs> I feel that like you're is. describing Eeyore. Is that Eeyore? Either way, no, that's one of these from Winnie ca- the Pooh. Whatever. I don't. Yes. I, don't I don't know. I know, right? One of these characters. I, yeah. I'm almost positive it's Charlie Brown that walks around with like a cloud over his head. But I feel like it's a cloud of dirt. Either way, there's a sadness cloud. That, there's an anxiety cloud that I will live with. Because I'm trying to avoid having the, you know, the hard conversations. And I mm-hmm. am now finally saying, I don't want to live with that cloud no more. I don't want to do it. Oh, and so yeah. I've been, it feels so good. Like she gave me a really good activity. And this is for you to try as well. Well, you don't have the hard, like, 
trouble with the hard conversations, but one of the things no, she I'm said, she said, how do you feel now pre-conversation about the situation? I was like, you know, what level of anxiety is it giving you? And I said, mm. probably, you know, 10 being the highest one being I'm chill. I said, probably a seven. Like it was really like making me like, oh my gosh. And she said, so how do you anticipate feeling when you have the conversation, even if it doesn't go as well as you'd like or whatever, like, and maybe you're still sad about it or whatever, like what level of anxiety do you think you're likely to carry based upon historical data of how you navigate? I was like, uh, I probably get down to maybe like a three or a four. And she was like, well, I like those odds. So you're carrying around a seven and mm-hmm. the way to get to a three or a four is through this door of this one conversation, you know? And so it's, it's just really helped me to visualize like have the conversation and you can drop from a seven to a four, you know, yeah. and then you get to dissipate this cloud of anxiety that you're walking around with. And so it's just been like, I've really been not just what I told her today during therapy. I was like, you know, I don't want to just hear the good advice. I want to put it to work and put it to use. Like, what is the point of all of this? Like I have to practice the things. And so that's what I've been doing. It's really practicing like, oh, it's hard. It sucks. Practice anyway. And when I tell you I am just that much closer to what I deem to be free, meaning like not carrying around the baggage of things past. It doesn't mean that things have not happened. There hasn't been trauma or whatever, but I'm not carrying around the weight of it. Yeah. You know, that I'm like able to acknowledge this is a thing that that has happened. This is how I felt about it, but I've done something about it and I'm able to move forward. And so like it just... Yeah, I'm like really, because I know I was really emotional during that time. And thank you guys for like, you're like, you know, writing back and, you know, offering me like support and things like that. But I just was like, it was just me venting. Because I think it's good to also see like that part of entrepreneurship that's not, you know, mm-hmm. like sunshine and lollipops, that it's hard. But then look on the other side, you know, you do the hard thing and you get this feedback that it was like, you know, it was just really great to to hear from folks and and let them know that I hear and feel them. And to offer up any condolences that I can. So I feel good. Yeah. I'm, as a friend, that makes me very happy. Because yeah. I just, yeah, I mean, you can tell. And if you guys aren't, um, you want the whole backstory, go check out that episode. It was a couple of weeks ago. I think mm-hmm. the actual title was The Other Side of Entrepreneurship. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you're always so candid. Like, and it's a gift to to you work through certain things. But closure is always good. Yes. Um, it, it doesn't always work. It doesn't. Yes. My whole like bull in a china shop thing, like talk about it right now because I'm ready. <laughs> doesn't always go over so well. Just ask my husband. Um, <laughs> but when both people are willing to talk and you can like come together and get through it, that's a beautiful freaking thing. Beautiful. Yeah. So I'm yeah. glad. What you brought up for me when you talked about how Elon Musk is like a toddler was, oh, man, I was laughing so hard at the uh, the royal family. They had like the, I don't know, some party yes. for the queen this weekend. Did you see the videos yes. of um, what's the baby uh, Prince oh, no. uh, William's son, Louis or oh, Louis, yes. whatever, where he is legit. I, I mean, take the hat and the fancy dress off of Kate Middleton, put her in some athleisure and a top knot, and she could have been yes. any mom, any, any mom. mom in the world trying she to shut like, her kid up. She was looking at him like, and the look, you know, like the pursed lips that you give and that look yes. of like, ooh, I see what you're doing. I could see her threatening like, him. I know she was like, you want a timeout? Yeah. And he's like, he made this face? I don't even know what that I is. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Because kids are so smart. They're yeah. like, oh, we had a fancy place. Mm. Why is she acting strange? She's using her we're outside voice. <laughs> I'm going to ask that. <laughs> yeah, it was, but I'm I love that. I'm going to remind her with the power lays. 
Yes, but it's just honestly, it's nice to just see that no matter, I don't care how much money you have, how much influence, how much whatever, your toddler is gonna toddler. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never felt I and honestly I've and the, he didn't and he stopped showing up to events after that. <laughs> the baby come honestly yes. if you want to endear the royal family to the world yes. just let kate middleton be a struggling mom yes for like, in, in heels at an event trying to keep her kids in line yeah oh the levity um <laughs> also shout out to the queen i guess she's you know great lady yeah. <laughs> great I'm like lady. i guess i if guess colonization right i'm like i guess yeah, yeah. protect I'm, I'm just glad out. you know Meghan Markle got out of there and, you know, her babies are Child. cute and I'm happy for her. She showed up. She put a hat on for them. You know, <laughs> that was more than she ever had to do. And and we we wish her well. That, that's yes. all I got to say. <laughs> all right. Well, should we take a quick break and come back we with should. the Brown Boost Brown break? Yes. Hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, BA fam, our fellow entrepreneurs and creatives, this message is sponsored by Squarespace. It is the ultimate toolkit for crafting your online presence. With Squarespace, it's really about more than just building a website. It's about shaping your online identity and making your mark. So say goodbye to checkout headaches with Squarespace's flexible payment options. From credit cards to Apple Pay, they've got you covered. And if you live in an eligible country, they offer buy now, pay later options with Afterpay and clear pay, which means that your customers have even more ways to purchase your products. So head over to squarespace.com and kickstart your journey with a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, don't forget to use our link squarespace.com slash brown ambition to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Just visit squarespace.com slash brown ambition to get your discount today. Remember your online success story begins with Squarespace. So what are you waiting for? Let's build something extraordinary together. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. All right, BA fam, you know, we work hard and we play hard. But when it comes to investing and having your money in the market, you want your money to be working for you. That's exactly what the Betterment automated investment and savings app can help it do keeps your money out there working hard and kicking you know what, I love Betterment because it makes it easy for even a beginning investor to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. 
All right, we are back. It's time to boost a break. Right now it's time to boost a break or boost a break or boost or break or boost or break. What you going to do, Mandy? You going to boost? You going to break? Yeah, I'm feeling boost-a-mystic today. Okay. I want to boost... I could I could have done a break, but I'm going to do the positive side. I'm going to do a boost for the jobs report that came out on Friday. Okay. The Labor Department released some job numbers, and they were extraordinarily good. And I okay. say this to all the people who have been anxious and reading, you know, choice headlines about how they have been layoffs recently. We've seen them at CNN Plus, and we talked about Peloton earlier. That was early, um, better. We've seen them at like. Um, payment app Klarna and how these layoffs are hitting tech especially hard. But nearly 400,000 jobs were added in May and mm. unemployment continues to be really, really freaking low, like 3.6%, which is among the lowest rates we've had for decades now. So I say all this to say, we're going to be all right. right? There mm. are, yes, right. there are layoffs. There are some hiring freezes, but the job market is definitely still healthy and I also feel like there's, and I'm, I hear this from clients all the time too, you know, everyone's talking about how there's so many jobs and how, you know, companies can't find anybody, but then why am I not getting calls back? And why am I not getting through these interviews and, mm. or finding the job that I want to find? And I'm like, everyone, like the people's standards for what mm. we want out of employers has risen as it yeah. should have mm -hmm. risen so, so high that those jobs with the with the benefits and the hybrid work schedules, um, mm -hmm. with the flexible work schedules, you know, with the the unlimited PTO, those are not that they're necessarily fewer or further between, but more people want them now because yeah. now they see how the other half is living. They're on mm -hmm. hashtag career talk on TikTok and seeing, right? So it's more competitive and it will continue to be competitive. Um, so I think you just have to like adjust your expectations. The job there are jobs out there, but Think about like your particular industry and which jobs you are going after and then like adjust your mindset to, to maybe have to hold on, you know, and push through and stay optimistic, even if it feels like, okay, the job that I want so badly and that everyone's telling me exists hasn't, you know, come yet. Um, they're out there. They're really competitive. But largely this whole, you know, this whole storyline about how I know that we are, you know, edging toward recession and all of that. But the jobs numbers were extremely optimistic. So mm. and if you're needing help, hello, we have our, our very own career coach Mandra right here. Get you oh, some. Yes. Right? <laughs> if they want to hire you, Mandy, how could they hire yes. you? Mandymoney.com. You know I've had one I turned my baby business turned one this weekend. Oh, congrats. That's a boost, girl. It's a boost. I forgot about that. I was <laughs> I wrote it down. Um yeah, I turned one. Mandy Money turned one. Mandymoney.com. I cannot believe that's from the day that I um got my LLC. Mandy with an I, just you know, so Mandy you Mandy know. with an I. Mandymoney.com. Yeah. Spell my name, then why are you listening to me? Well, you know, they um, might be new people. They're gonna put in mandramoney.com. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but for real, if you're like <laughs> Especially now more than ever, you really want to hone your like skills about how to negotiate, how to find the right job. That's why we have Mandra. That's what she be doing. Mm. That's why we have Mandra. Go and get <laughs> you some. <laughs> I'm so damn grateful to be doing this. I feel so good about like I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. The women that I'm helping, the feedback that I'm getting, it's just all it's all happening. And I feel like too, I get to be optimistic because I see the success happen every mm. day. 
I see the struggles, but then I get to see people succeed too. So Mm -hmm. that's why I'm always like, I know I've seen people struggle. I've also seen what happens when you just keep at it and you keep working and do not settle for less, you know, career wise. So yeah. So if you want some, it's mandymoney.com and then it'll be in our um, show notes, her her website, just in case you forget how to spell her name. (laughs) I'm going to do two quick boosts. So boost number one, someone the other day was like, oh, your skin is looking great, Tiff. Two Black-owned skincare businesses that saved my skin. So y'all know, well, maybe you might not know because you're new, but I came back from Jordan like less than a month ago. And um, I don't know. I... I don't think it was sunburn because I don't know what sunburn feels like, but I had floated in the Dead Sea, which was amazing. It's filled of, it's 30% or 33% salt. So you can't, you can't sink because it's so buoyant. Everyone floats. And then what they Mm. do is there's like minerals that like literally there's the mud. It's like clay from the Dead Sea. You're supposed to put it all over your body. It's supposed to like rejuvenate your skin. Child, I did it. And then I put it on my face. And I was like, it feels a little itchy, but I was like, that's okay, because I'm about to be doing it. The next day, I was fine. The day after that, I I looked like like my worst nightmare when I was 13. I broke out so badly, and it wasn't just like literally broke out with pimples. And I don't get pimples. It was also dry that's patches nice. all over my face because I do get like um. A little bit of eczema during like transitional seasons, just a little, maybe like a little on my arm, but hardly any, like a little patch. My whole face was a patchy, rashy, pimply mess. It was, I really was like, what have I done to myself? And I didn't know what to do. And I was it so It does sound scary. hella unsanitary. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I know. I was like, what have I done? What have I done? It's just and body so when I got floating that, out there and you take the body water mud and you put it on your face. Oh my God. They said it was full of minerals. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I got back to the States yeah. and I was like two skincare brands that like saved my face. One, my butter bar. So I use my butter bar anyway, yes. like just regular day to day, but their stuff is amazing. If you can only use one product, cause it's not cheap. It's the melanin, which is like, um, I don't like, it's like a serum, but it's like, whoo, so rejuvenating. But like, I also use, they have like an under eye, like, um, like, um, oil roller thing. That's really great. I also like their, their facial cleanser. That's really great. Um, and so that was like, you know, that was like my base of what you normally do. But then my friend of mine, she's got this brand called Puka, P-O-O-K-A, Puka and Adon, her name is, and she's awesome. She's had Puka for like, I don't know, probably like 20 something years from now. But so Dawn actually has MS and what she noticed mm. is that she would get flare-ups and she started to look at the products she was putting on her body. And she was like, my skin, your skin is the largest, largest organ on your body. So I am, you know, like ingesting these things through like lotions and soaps. And so she started to make some for herself. And then her friends were like, oh my gosh, can I have some? So she made it as gifts. And then a business was born. But I have to say that... I went back to using my regular, um, uh, my butter bar stuff, but then Puka is what really like reset my skin. They have like this, she's got like this shea butter bomb. OMG. Literally I would do what the kids on, I saw this on TikTok. They call it slugging where you like basically coat your whole face with Vaseline, which I don't really agree for Vaseline, but basically where you be, you know, you look like you're five years old and you're going off to kindergarten. Your mother just put all the Vaseline on your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I was using her Puka shea butter, like cream to do that. Like every night I would just like coat my face. And after a week, a girl, look at me now. Look at it. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. 
I you mean, can't I'm see, not. but glowing. I'm glowing. glowing. Yeah. So thank you. So Puka is P O O K A. Go support. And then my butter bar, two black owned, women owned um, um, skincare brands that are amazing and I love them. Okay. And then a quick boost um, is in my neighborhood. So I live in a similar neighborhood to you, Mandy, mostly black and brown folks. Um, little enclave. It's called Forest Hill in Newark, New Jersey. It's beautiful, historic homes. And I, every time a house goes up for sale, we all hold our breath to see who going to move on in. Because honestly, mm. it's the nicest neighborhood in Newark. And I have to say, 80 to 90% of the time, it's another person of color. And I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you, thank you. Today I went to like, no, not today, yesterday, my sister and I went to an open house down the street beautiful historic home that was built in like 1908 or whatever. Um, and almost everybody who was in there to go see the house, we, they, we met a couple from Brooklyn and someone else. They were all people of color and they were asking mm. me about the neighborhood. I was like, honestly, I love it here. Like I can walk with my black hoodie on and my, my sweatpants and I don't have to be like, like if I was walking in Montclair, like which is like two towns over, but not nearly as black and brown, I would be mindful to show my face to be like, look, I'm not quote unquote dangerous, which is so sad. Mm. But in in Forest Hill, I don't have to do that. I could walk with my hoodie on and people are like, hey, good morning. Good morning, sis. And it just feels so good. And I just worry that we were going to lose that because a lot of homes went up for sale. And I, like I said, 89% of 80 to 90% of the time, it's been another person of color. And I just love that, that like, because I want to be able to feel safe in my own neighborhood where I can be fully black. You know, like when Jarrell was here, he would roll up to the house, you know, playing his music and no one's calling the police like on you. It's just like we're as I'm hearing in other surrounding cities that are super nice, but there's an issue. You know, there's an issue in the school system where it's like your child is being aggressive, which is code for black because um, mm-hmm. you're the only black child in that school system. We're here in Newark. Newark has some of, some of the best schools in the state of New Jersey. And so Alyssa, my stepdaughter, gets to go to Science High School, which is one of the top schools um, in the state of New Jersey. And she takes physics, chemistry, all at the same time, geometry and trigonometry. And her class is full with other black and brown smarties, mm-hmm. you know? And so I just love that for her and I love that for us. And so that's just a boost that like, you know, I don't mind. The problem with gentrification is that one, it devalues the current property because the people who live there are black and brown. And as soon as you push them out, then the property is now worth more by nature of quote unquote, those people don't live here anymore. Let's be real, you Mm -hmm. know? And then all of a sudden, all the resource and the money and everything else comes flooding back into the neighborhood. And I'm like, no, if folks came in and you were able to continue to share in the development and the growth of a neighborhood, I would have no problem with that, but that's not what happens. And so I'm just really glad to know that like, you know, that Forest Hill is maintaining, you know, it's, its level of of community, honestly. And I love living here. And so that was my boost. That's so on topic for me because my neighborhood, like we I talked about before, it's historically black. And like there is this friction because there have been a lot of um some developers moving in and fixing up homes mm-hmm. and then flipping them. And the elders of the community are quite, quite protective. And there's been, you know, they're like, I'm, I feel like I'm in the middle of it right now, kind of seeing how, how both sides are playing out and not Mm -hmm. like at the same time wanting 
like loving new neighbors, but also understanding their fear and their paranoia. Yes. <laughs> and um, I mean, not to diminish it, but no, their, their, their fear and their protectiveness of the community. Yeah. Um, and I, and I get it. And I feel like, man, I guess I'm, I was one of the, those Manhattanites who moved on over here too, in my own little way, sort of kind of gentrifying. Um, but it's interesting. And I'm, I'm like, I think what they want to know from us, the the younger people in the neighborhood, is just like that we are also committed. Yes. So you mentioned like the community, and I'm I'm hopefully we're we're gonna have like a community meeting to talk and to listen to Good. one another, and to because it's it's gotten heated sometimes when people are like you know we had this 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 neighborhood listserv. I did, I, I asked to not be on it. I just, it was too much. It was too much. But my husband, well, there's something juicy, Enrique will tell me. Um, but yeah, it's like, oh, we saw, you know, a new family or a new developer. And the developer was like a woman, you know, a family, not a developer. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I, I get what you're saying. It's like to protect the community, um, but also have progress at the same time. Those yes, two, those I two want things progress. are so in conflict sometimes. Because literally, um, it's like when people move to Brooklyn and then tried to shut down the West Indian Day Parade. It's like, what? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. Like, oh, it's so loud. I'm like, yes, yes. Yeah. That's what it sounds like when the parade is here in Brooklyn once a year. I just, and that's what I'm just, that's the frustration. It's like to move in and then say, change to fit me, you yeah. know, or to move in and say, now your house is worth something, you mm -hmm. know? So I'm just like, no, I, plus two, the truth is I'm worried about my safety. Honestly, I don't want to have to worry about walking around and having the police called on me and like, you know, because I've seen that with my friends who live in like other cities, you know, where they're not welcomed and like, you can't even walk your damn dog. And you're like, I live right here. Oh, okay. Oh, you're, you're one of the safe ones. Nah, I'm not doing that, bruh. We're not doing that. Not up in here. And so I'm just like, yeah, I, hmm. I just, you know, I'm excited about like, you know, that that's happening. Like I said, I welcome other people to to come and move here, um, but not to change the fabric of like, it is safe to be here. It is safe to live here. I can be fully black, which might mean like we have so many, um, a lot of Latina, Latino families that live here. And like, you know, on Saturday, I know, okay, you're going to play music and I'm going to be fake meringuing in my house and no one's <laughs> going to be, unless you take it to three or four o'clock in the morning, mama, then no one's going to be calling the police on you, you know? <laughs> You know, <laughs> that like, you just want that feeling of like, that I don't think, mm. it's almost like being a woman that men don't understand what it is. As a woman, you're like, okay, I'm walking back to my car. Okay, do I have my keys? Okay, do I have my, you know, that's what it's like to be black in a space where, you know, you've been made to feel unwelcome. It's like, okay, do I look intimidating? Okay, I shouldn't have wore a black hoodie today, even as a woman, you know? And I'm just like, yeah, I prefer not to live that way. I'd like to, I'd like to feel free and 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 not feel like I have to make everyone else feel safe, even though I'm not doing anything in my own neighborhood. And so, because I had considered moving to like a Montclair or whatever, and then I spoke to some folks that live there, and when they tell me the challenges, I'm like, all oh, that's for a nice house? Mm, mm. Nah, I'm good. You know, like I'll stay here where like that's just not the case. You know, I can be myself, and you know, maybe it's not like as fancy as over there, but I mean, like quality of life is great here. So. But here's to safe spaces. That was beautiful. Yes. All right, friends, in our heads, we <laughs> will see y'all next week. Don't forget to tune in Fridays. We have BAQ&A. Yes. Every Friday, we take a couple of your questions. If you got questions, brandambitionpodcast.com to drop them off. 
And we will see y'all next week. Yeah, don't forget, tweet us. I want to see the, the stock numbers. I'm curious. Right, right. And the stock ticker, what? A-M-Z-N? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just Google it. Google it. And at, we're at, at the, the BA, BA Podcast. podcast. Mm-hmm. Do your homework. Tiffany will go <laughs> after you if you don't. <laughs> All right, y'all. Until next week. Bye. Hey, BA fam. We could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition Podcast is produced by Cumulus Podcast Network. It's edited by the wonderful Imani Crosby and produced by Tanya Bustos. Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru, and I am Mandy Woodruff-Santos, your co-host, and I will see y'all next week. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.